Greetings, fellow podcast listeners. Welcome to the first installment of Volume 3 of the On Worship Songs podcast. My name is Chris Eights, and I'm a worship leader, singer-songwriter, and minister currently working for St. Charles United Methodist Church in Destrehan, Louisiana. On each episode of this podcast, I feature an original worship song of mine, and use it as a starting point for discussing my approach to worship leading theologically, mystically, and practically. I'll present a recently recorded, stripped-down, acoustic demo of the song and then unpack it. You can find the previous episodes through Apple and Spotify and at onworship.org, where you can also download free recordings and chord sheets for each song featured in the podcast. All of the songs I have released in the previous volumes are also available through pretty much all of the music streaming services out there on EPs titled On Worship Songs Volume 1 and On Worship Songs Volume 2 by myself, Chris Eights. Is that enough info for the intro? Okay, then let's get started. I am Chris, and this podcast is On Worship Songs. As I finished recording the episodes for Volume 2 recently, I realized I had a few songs that would serve well as supporting points to what I was exploring, so I've decided Volume 3 will be a bit of a companion set to Volume 2. If you're joining in for the first time, you do not have to listen to the Volume 2 episodes first by any means, but you may get a little bit more from the experience if you have. I'll kick off this set of tunes with a song I wrote in February of 2020, back in our pre-pandemic days, or at least before the pandemic really reshaped everyone's lives. I've already released a slightly more produced but very homemade version of the song to all the streaming services, so I'll include that version at the end of the episode today. That's where you can hear me put a bass line and lead guitar and kind of layer different elements. Uh, You may notice a certain Johnny Cash flair to the songwriting and the guitar work, and I'll speak to that once we've explored all of the themes to the song itself. So let's get into it. Here's my original song, Renew My Mind. I don't know how to love you like I should. I don't know how to love you like I should I don't know how to love you like I should Draw my heart to you, oh God I don't know how to follow like I should I don't know how to follow like I should I don't know how to follow like I should Give me eyes to see, oh God Renew my mind May it be set upon you Renew my mind May it be set upon you 
don't know how to listen like I should I don't know how to listen like I should I don't know how to listen like I should Give me ears to hear, oh God Renew my mind May it be set upon you Renew my mind May it be set upon you Help me leave the ways of the world behind And trust you to be my guide Oh, help me to not be conformed to the pattern of the world But be transformed by a renewed mind of the world behind and trust you to be my guide oh help me to not be conformed to the pattern of the world but be transformed by a renewed mind I don't know how to live the way I should I don't know how to live the way I should don't know how to live the way I should Help me live for you, oh God Help me live for you, oh God Help me live for you, oh God There it is, Renew My Mind. The central theme of this song was also a big theme in the episode that just preceded this one, Volume 2, Episode 4, Let My Life Be a Sacrifice. Romans 12, verses 1 and 2 loom large in my understanding of what worship is, what shapes and informs my understanding of what the life of a Christian is, or at least what it should be. These verses read, Therefore, brothers and sisters, in view of the mercies of God, I urge you to present your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. This is your true worship. Do not be conformed to this age, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, so that you may discern what is the good, pleasing, and perfect will of God. My last episode really focused in on verse 1, on the theme of living sacrificially. Today's song is based more on verse 2, on not being conformed, but transformed. Not being conformed to the pattern of the world is a key to living sacrificially. The world, society at large, culture, is not out to help you in your quest to live for God and for others. The world is self-centered and is geared to keep you thinking of yourself first, your needs, your desires, your comfort, your security, your rights, your feelings, your return on your investment, 
etc., etc. But Christ calls us to put ourselves last, to sacrifice our life for God and for our neighbors. If we are living in the mindset of the world, this will never happen. But if we let God renew our minds, we may become transformed and begin living sacrificially. That's why these verses are connected. They are two parts of one thought. So here we have a prayerful worship song with a chorus that says, Renew my mind, may it be set upon you. And a bridge that says, Help me leave the ways of the world behind and trust you to be my guide. Oh, help me to not be conformed to the pattern of the world, but be transformed by a renewed mind. To my experience, modern Christianity often seems to come up short when discussing this passage of Scripture. We like to boil down the phrase, do not be conformed to this age or the pattern of the world, as regarding those obviously sinful elements of worldliness. Like Paul is just saying, hey, don't be a cheat, don't be a drunk, don't be an adulterer or an abuser or a liar, and so on. But I believe being conformed to this age or to the pattern of the world is much more deceptive than that. Being conformed to the world doesn't mean simply being a sinful or bad person. It means living like basically everyone lives, which is in a me and my own first mentality. You might put your partner or spouse or kids first, at least some of the time, but your life is probably built around supporting your needs and desires and dreams and the needs and the desires and dreams of your household. While Christ calls us to seek God's kingdom and righteousness first, not our own kingdom. You have a kingdom, by the way. Check out Volume 2, Episode 3 for more on that. You can be a quote-unquote good Christian and be almost totally conformed to the age. Attending Sunday services, maybe giving some money, and even serving a ministry with some of your time and talent every week are all great things, but they aren't markers of an unconformed life, are they? God's not after a portion of our time, our talent, our money, and our energy. God wants it all. He deserves it all. He created it all. He paid for it all. Now, you might come to the conclusion that what I'm saying here is almost every Christian you've ever known actually lives or lived a pretty conformed lifestyle. And you'd be right. I'm totally saying that. And that includes me. And I live a pretty different life. I have a fairly radical approach going on, but I think I'm still just scratching the surface of where God can and will take me. I've got a long way to go in my walk towards sacrificial living. So I'm still due for a lot of transformation. So I still need a lot of mind renewal. So how do we get there? How do we possibly escape our conformity? The specific answers are unique to each of us. But for all of us, it's all about connecting with and following the Holy Spirit, which is also known as worshiping in spirit and in truth. The verses to this song are simple explorations of the overall theme. I don't know how to love, 
follow, listen, and live like I should. So I'm asking God to draw my heart to him, give me eyes to see, ears to hear, and help me live for him. These are all simple but profound concepts. I could dive into any and all of them for quite a while, but I'll leave some room for you to explore them. Uh, For some of my thoughts on what your heart is and the importance of your heart, check out Volume 2, Episode 2, which covered a song called Not My Will, But Thine. Again, all the songs in the next few episodes are going to relate a lot to the previous ones. Um, So go check out all the Volume 2 episodes when you get a chance if you haven't listened to them. As I pointed out in the introduction, this song has kind of an unmistakable Johnny Cash vibe. And there's a reason for this that's worth unpacking a little bit. I've come to believe that one of the most effective things worship musicians can do to bear better fruit and to be more effective at what they do is to dig deep into the musical roots and interests of their contexts and adapt the music they make accordingly. The two major things you can do to achieve this is one, find out what resonates with your congregation and your greater community. And two, build your praise team out of local musicians that can serve as a representative sample of your congregation and community. In other words, don't just go out and hire some professional or semi-professional musicians that happen to live in the area currently. I was a few months into my six-year stint as a worship leader in Wamego, Kansas, when I was asked to play the traditional song, I have decided to follow Jesus. I love adapting traditional music and seeing where I can take it musically that feels like a natural fit for myself and whatever musical expression I'm going for at the time. I really enjoy digging into a piece of sheet music from a hymnal, analyzing what the chords could be like, because you're making the choices based on the harmonies and maybe the accompaniment that's there, you're making, you can make choices on what chords you're going to play and wondering what the melody might remind me of and seeing where that takes me. With I've Decided to Follow Jesus, what I found was that it felt like an early Johnny Cash song. The chord changes are pretty straightforward and fitting for an old country or rockabilly song. And the melody lent itself to that Johnny Cash type vocal style where you kind of slowly scoop up to some of the pitches and maybe drag the phrasing like just a little. So I decided to go with that feel when we use this song for worship. The weekend we used it, we just happened to have a fiddle player sitting in with the band. Steve was a local dentist who was quite good with the fiddle, and he would join in with the praise team whenever he had time. When we got to the end of our worship service that Sunday, we closed with, I have decided to follow Jesus. And that country feel that I planned on using was heightened with the presence of Steve's fiddle. Once the song came to a close, I was surprised to find the congregation respond joyfully, loudly, and heartily, pretty much for the first time since I'd been there. When I was hired, I was the first contemporary worship leader this church had ever had on staff, and we were establishing the first regularly scheduled contemporary worship for them. They weren't sure what it was going to be like, and neither was I. 
All I knew was that I wanted to do something fresh and unique and built to suit the local context. I found a huge piece of it that day. Up until then, Sunday mornings were a little bit of a struggle, and the congregation was pretty quiet and a little restrained, and sometimes asked really funny questions about the choices I was making of songs or how often I might repeat a song or the different stylistic ideas and directions I was taking things. But from that point out, 1950s rockabilly, that intersection between early country and early rock and roll, would become a major influence on the sound of that praise band. Not everything we did would sound like that, not by a long shot, but that was a sound that we often drew from and came back to, and every time we did, it helped our people to connect with God and to each other through the music more effectively. Now, Johnny Cash was already one of my musical influences to begin with, clearly, because he came to mind as I was analyzing this song. So I'm not trying to paint a picture of me like bending over backwards to immerse myself in something that was not already, you know, in my playbook. Something that was completely foreign to me. But once I did identify that key influence, the way that that style resonated with the church I was serving I dove into it. I really immersed myself in a lot of Johnny Cash and all of his Sun Records contemporaries, Elvis Presley, Carl Perkins, Roy Orbison, and on and on. I dove into it so fully that there's a nice little stack of songs I ended up writing over the past few years uh, in that vein. Renew My Mind is one of them. It could easily be adopted into a different style. So if you dig the songwriting but need to change the sound or the feel for your context, go for it. If you get a chance, record it and send it to me. I would love to hear it. I'll come back to this theme of intentionally gearing your sound or your musical style for your local context again in the future. There's a lot to explore with it. Until then, let me encourage you worship leaders out there to try some different musical styles every once in a while and see what your people respond to. You don't have to stretch yourself into playing something you don't like or aren't comfortable with, but explore your own influences. See what fits you and resonates with your people. Anytime you find something that does both things, you'll be on your way to a unique, locally sourced and focused musical expression that suits your context. And that will prove much more effective and fruitful than trying to be a K-Love cover band, which almost every church band everywhere is already doing, and very, 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 very few of them are doing it well. Use whatever songs you feel led to use, but put them into musical styles that best suit your congregation and your musicians. I've been in my new context in Louisiana for just over half a year, and there was a band here waiting for me when I, when I arrived. So the main thing I've really been spending my energies on regarding style has been discovering what my new collaborators are into. What do they do well? What feels authentic when we play it as a band together? I've got a ways to go before I know this congregation's tastes as well as I want to, but with God's grace, I'll get there. Back in June of this past year, I released a homemade EP recorded in the early part of the quarantine shutdown. 
I did my best to fashion the recordings after that Sun Studios style with a bit of Dave Edmonds influence in there as well. Renew My Mind was one of the tunes released in that collection, so I will close with that recording, which you can find on all the streaming services as a part of the Above and Beyond EP. Thanks for listening. I've been Chris, and this podcast has been on Worship Songs. Like I should. I don't know how to love you like I should. I don't know how to love you like I should. Draw my heart to you, oh God. I don't know how to follow like I should. I don't know how to follow like I should. Don't know how to follow like I should Give me eyes to see, oh God Renew my mind May it be set upon you Renew my mind May it be set upon you Listen like I should I don't know how to listen like I should I don't know how to listen like I should Give me ears to hear, oh God Renew my mind May it be set upon Of the world, but be transformed by the rain.